Aguande and welcome to Untold Story, who is South Africa, a series that tells the untold stories, the unsung heroes of our country, which I feel needs to be part of the South African classroom. In this week's episode, we will be delving into African spirituality, which forms part of the bigger picture of identity. As with the last episode, we discussed the issue of land. And the last episode was actually two months ago. I've been inconsistent on my side, just been going through something, but I feel like I need to be consistent. And the question today is actually, was God introduced to us or have we always known the higher being? These were the words uttered by my mother to the moon, Inyanga, to introduce me to nature and getting a friend and companion from nature was what I was doing that night. Isketu, that which is ours, sees Ukruzela Umnoana as an important part of their lives. It comes after Ubiwa Ebezinimi, many of you might know as our ancestors. It is an introduction to nature. Here, our parents are led nature that there's been an addition to the family. That gender is known by what the kid is actually holding in their hands when the whole ceremony happens. If they're holding ikap, which is a utensil that we use to drink African beer, then it's a boy. If they're holding ipeth, a wooden spoon, it's a girl. In the olden days, introduction of the moon happened before we were even named. And the idea behind it was that nature knows us before we know ourselves. So immediately from what I've just said, one notices that nature is an important part, plays an important part in our connection to the higher being. So notice how nature and ancestors connect us to the higher being, which I'll explain even more. So African spirituality is actually the very essence or episode or epitome, sorry, of dynamism. And you will understand why I say this at the end of um, this episode. It understands that there's a higher being greater than us. And I feel like everyone who has not fully practiced or understood African spirituality and its practices has always had the notion that we worship ancestors. And the actual fact is that there's a higher being, and I'll use the Zulu spirituality to explain it. Like, it's the Zulu spirituality, right? But if you're going to read academic papers or books on the internet, it's going to tell you there's Zulu mythology. And I don't like using the term mythology because it feels like it's created, it's a myth sort of a thing. But yeah, we're not there. So, coming back. Um, to the higher being. So the higher being in Zulu spirituality is regarded as umvelingang, and in Kosa it's rega- it's regarded as ukamata organiti. So our dynamic spirituality asserts that everything comes from the soil. So the soil, in essence, is the center of creation, right? And this can be seen with how. Um, the sand people, the Khoisan people have stories about how the sun, the moon used to be earth people, the earliest according to them that left earth 
to never come back but they were once human but now they were the, the sun and the moon and there's also the um, the story of how umkulu umkulu which many of you know know as umkulu umkulu was created from the reds reds meaning uhlanga you know that thing that girls virgin girls hold during a zulu dance that's that's where um umkulu umkulu is believed to have been born so we need to understand that this form of spirituality is actually decentralized in nature so it's not going to be the case of you have one god and you're dependent on this god for everything so that there's other gods so you find which is the goddess of rain who saves the day when like there's drought and there's no rain so to call upon her what people in the olden days used to do they used to go to the highest point like a mountain or whatever like highest elevation and it wouldn't be just anyone who would go there. The, of course, people would be, un, not say anointed, but like appointed to go there. Because not just anyone in African culture can access um, divine powers and some sort of thing. So they'd go there and actually plead with Nomkulan to get rain. And rain would get rain. And I'd like us to think about rain and its association to feminine energy. So I'm not sure if many of you are familiar with the lineage of Queen Mujaji of the Valuvedu. Um, um, so Queen Mujaji is Hosi Sinishapula. I think I'm pronouncing it right. And this is literally a lineage of female queens that are making a drain. So, and I think for me, more than anything, is the fact like they were women and they're making rain and it's it's still um a matriarch matriarch that's actually still going on and they're still making rain and there's also unomoi which is the goddess of rivers going back to feminine energy and water and then there's inyanga which is the god for healing so god can mean um different things for different people at the same time but also it's important to note that all of these ideas can coexist so let's come back to our origins as abandu um our origins are centered in the niger delta right and most like most people that are from there let me say bandu people that are from there actually subscribe to the notion that there's a higher being and this higher being is the creator so the idea is that as the living, we cannot directly communicate with the higher being. But our channel for us to communicate with the higher being. And there's a specific place, time, and way of doing this. So it is done msamo. And msamo for different clans is located at different places. Um, so you'd find that some for some people, umsam is in their houses, for some is a spain in their crawl, for some is a part of the yard, maybe a corner of the yard or wherever. But like you'd find that when they go there they actually respect the place. So this is a physical place where we feel that there's an actual connection when we speak to our ancestors they can actually hear us and take a colors to our concerns to unveiling line. 
So for most tribes and even the umbilical cord of newborns is buried there. Like for some tribes, not most, is buried there so that like um, it can straighten the child's roots to family, something of that sort. So, um, and Umsa was created in this way. Um, so if a family member passes on, maybe it might be an accident or they died in the hospital, if they pass on like while not being in the home, their spirit is carried on um, a branch of a tree and guided towards the house so that their soul is actually their soul is actually brought back home because it's important that when they die, their soul doesn't just remain lingering around a place that they do not call home or see as home. So their soul is brought there with a branch of a tree. And we we take their soul from where, like, from a place where their souls actually left their bodies. And then we bring them home so that they can protect our home, guide us, and that sort of thing. So now... We now that we've understood like the the smallest parts of um, our spirituality, and what I've covered here is just like a glimpse of it. It's not even half of it, but it at least it gives you an idea of how these practices were always done. So now we come to the issue of ubungoma, noma oktwaza. So this actually is not meant for every one of us, and. And when I say it's not meant for everyone of us, it doesn't mean that majority of us can do it, but even if it's majority, they'd have to have a gift given by the Itongo lab. So I, for one, don't have a gift of seeing things via dreams or anything. But like the gifts actually come from our ancestors or their ancestors, because in this regard, I don't have a gift. And there are two forms in which people can get in initiated. It's either Batosangumunguni, which is more generic, like the more generic one, and then Umundawe is less common in South in South Africa. So it's a practice that's actually done like like in Mozambique, Zambia, Umundawe. Like that that's where it started. But then the there's stories about how a Shona person traveled to KZN, Tunguni people and brought this um tradition of of Ubundawe. But like it's a very I'd like to say a scarce skill, some sort of thing. So not everyone is able not every gorilla in Pandenia was is actually able to deal with this in Dabayobundawe. But what I'm trying the whole thing that I'm trying to bring to you guys is actually the fact that we are connected to a higher being. We can't deny that. And our ways that connect us to the higher being are nature and our ancestors. So it goes from how, as a child, you introduce to the moon. That's the first thing. And even how mostly our initiations into different stages of our lives depend on different stages of the moon, different stages of, of, of the seasons. And it tells you that actually we are people that believe in nature more than anything and i think it's important that we return to self and for us returning to self means that we return to nature remember that i said creation comes from the soil according to our beliefs 
if I'm pronouncing it right. We are children of the soil. And it's important that we actually know why these practices are being done and what it actually means in an African household. So guys, in this episode, I'd really like you guys to send me a discussion, like some sort of Q&A on, on Twitter so that for the next episode, I actually get people to engage with, I think go deeper with in a sense that there's, there's like a discussion. It's not a one end class type of thing. So I'd want, I'd actually want people to, to put their two cents, not even two cents, their 20, their 20 bucks on what I've just said and reflect on their own experiences and tell me how they've had the experiences of spirituality, specifically African spirituality and the higher being. But till then and till two weeks from now, I'm going to post an episode, I promise. But till then, I even matongo nani. And I love you guys. Thank you for being patient and waiting two months for me. Thank you.